0: Well, this is a first. Uh, I've been waiting for this for a very, very long time, and I am happy and excited to share with you my journey through the eyes of the man that loves me. Now, as most of you know, if you've been listening to my podcast, that I spent many, many years in a relationship that was not healthy for me. It was not healthy for me mentally, it was not healthy for me emotionally, and it was not healthy for me physically. Uh, Even today, I have physical symptoms that, that, perpetuated from that unhealthy relationship. I've been on my healing journey for what seems like a very, very long time. There have been ups and downs throughout the journey and many times frustrations that this journey is never going to have an end point. And you know, through all of it, but through all of everyone's lives, there's a journey. And good is part of the journey, and bad is part of the journey, and ups are part of the journey, and downs are part of the journey. But it is throughout this journey, whether we whether we want it or not, we find our true selves. Our journey is the purpose of our life. We discover blessings. We learn lessons. We make note of the let's do that agains, and we definitely make note of let's not repeat that. For much of this exploration journey, I have been blessed to have a travel partner. We have been together for almost 15 years, married for 11 this coming September. I would like everybody to meet Jeremy, AKA my hot husband. I called it that shortly after we got married and it has stuck. I'm not sure that our story is any bigger or better than anyone else's, but it is bigger and it's better to us. You know, he found me at a time when I was a complete shell of, of who I am now. Um, just meeting him made me realize that even if it wasn't with him, there was something better out there for me. And I am grateful every day um, and thankful that God sent him to me when there was really no happiness, there was no laughter, there was absolutely no direction to my life. Uh, I had given up on hope that my future was going to be any different than my past and my present. And then there he was, this hot little glimmer of hope. He loves me in spite of my past situation, um, in spite of my perceptions, in spite of how I process things, in spite of how I handle things, and in spite of my insecurities. He has never asked me to change one thing. He has supported me in becoming the person I am today and continues to support as I continue to grow and change. But most of all, he helped me see that I am perfect in the eyes of the heart that was meant to love me. In this four part series, my husband and I will share our perspectives on the experiences, our struggles, our disappointments, our joys, and the realities that came with our relationship. With commitment to our love, dedication to each other and a rule that we must laugh every single day. We have become not only partners in life, but also very best friends. And as always, he stands unwavering by my side on my continued journey. Okay, here we go. You guys have no idea how long I've waited for this. Um, I think it was probably a good idea because we might not have been ready or I might've been too nervous or whatever, but I'm so excited right now. I could. Stand up and run around my desk, um, Jeremy, also known as my hot husband because I call him that a lot. He's programmed in my phone like that. Thank you so much. Finally, he's he's here to um, enlighten you on what I have to deal with in my life.
1: No. Well, thanks for having me, Doctor. Yes, Heidi.
0: oh yes, Doctor <laughs> Heidi.
1: <laughs> for for all you listeners, I I, I lost a bet so no kidding yeah
0: (laughs) yeah that's why he's gonna be on this he's like oh
1: my gosh okay
0: so anyway i am very excited uh we've been together for 15 years we've been married for 11 this coming fall um hands down the best 15 years of my life i make a joke that i've been with this man as long as my former relationship and this relationship has felt like five minutes. And I think my former felt like 96 years (laughs) and because I really, I mean, I remember so much about the day we met and stuff. It just seems like it just flew. Um, so with that, Mm -hmm. if you want to tell them a little bit about you, maybe a little bit about where you come from, um, whatever. And then. Let, we'll just go into how we met and what the situation was like then.
1: Okay. Uh, let's see. So, uh, I was born in Fort Dodge, Iowa. I was at one of four, uh, siblings, family, of six, uh, never dull moment. Uh, folks are still together. Matter of fact, I think we're getting to celebrate their 50th actually very soon. Yes,
0: their 50th and my parents just celebrated their 56th. So that's kind of cool.
1: And, um, uh, we moved all over the place. My dad was in manufacturing and, and so, uh, you know, he was going from plant to plant and so, you know, I, I grew up, uh, never having really a hometown, which is totally fine. Um, because I didn't know any different, but you know, I got to spend quite a bit of time in Missouri and and you know California and and uh, Wisconsin, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, when people ask me where I'm from, I typically say Chillicothe, Missouri, because that's where I spent junior high and most of high school. Um, and that's where they invented sliced bread. Yeah,
0: that's right. He has all these little <laughs> tidbit facts that he tells me. Like, do you know where sliced bread was invented?
1: <laughs> Yeah. Um, but anyway, I was a, I was an athlete type. Um, after, after high school, um, I really didn't have a plan per se. I I was a big vote tecker. I think I was going to work on cars, but I played football too good. So I got a scholarship to go to Mizzou to play football. And, um, and I did that for a while. And ended up graduating in four years, and uh, got into manufacturing myself somehow. Um, I was actually uh, left Mizzou with an act degree, and was going to go feed cows, and I ended up processing cows, and it started my my whirlwind in manufacturing. And uh, um, I married my first wife right out of college. Your practice wife. Yeah, your your <laughs> practice wife. <laughs> And we moved to Southwest Kansas. And of course, that's where uh, my kiddo was born. And, uh, you know, one thing led to another. And, you know, we kept moving. Um, you know, we were there and we came back to Missouri. And then we, you know, then it was in Alabama and then came back to Missouri. Also, mostly and, jobs. Yeah. Job stuff. Yeah, it was yeah. all job stuff. And so um anyway that relationship failed back in 2004 or five ish and i was a single guy and i had just relocated to the st louis area and how
0: how so he has one daughter her name is Addie. Mm-hmm. so she's my stepdaughter how old was she then when when um you moved to alabama when you guys got when you guys oh, separated five, oh, five. yeah five
1: um now for the for the listeners, uh I won't get into how this started, but I I rodeo for quite a while. I rode I rode Buck and Horses for about 15 years and um that's
0: now you guys know why I fell in
1: love. <laughs> that's what that's what put me in the situation to meet to meet the love of my life. And so I'll always thank rodeo for that. Um It was a, it was a great time. It was a great time in my life. And. uh,
0: And for, I'm going to interrupt you. mm -hmm. Um, For those who don't know, I personally did not rodeo, but my two daughters did. Um, And they they rodeo pretty high level for their age actually. But of course they just had to crawl in the back seat and go to sleep while mom drove between rodeos. So that's, that's why I was at a rodeo. And if I would have changed one thing, In my life made one decision different. I don't think I would have met you
1: probably not. That would have sucked. Yeah. We'll probably get into that, but, um, but no, that's just a little bit about me. Um, you know, I guess I was always kind of performing in front of folks, you know, whether it be football or some other sport or, or, you know, rodeo, I went all over the country with that and, um, you know. I was always a big computer and so i got to do and see a lot of things uh, i guarantee a lot of folks haven't and uh um so yeah
0: so now i'm asking you this because it's i hear it all the time with my clients you know i'm helping someone through a divorce or helping them with an escape plan or and you mentioned the future and future relationships because a lot of times i go okay well you know if you want to work with me our personality attracts this so i'm going to make sure that you know how to spot this blah blah, blah. and everyone will go oh my gosh i'm never getting into a relationship again in my life. <laughs> right and and i always have to go well i was i would have said the same thing i remember praying if you just get me out of this i promise i will never look at another boy my entire life um but then i never i never dated did you date between
1: oh yeah for sure oh, oh yeah for sure <laughs> well I, you know i mean uh um You know, I, I dated, I, I wasn't, you know, I, I, the electronic thing wasn't a thing.
0: Um, Oh, the swipe left, swipe right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That and, and all these like websites, eHarmony and all this jazz. Like I didn't do any of that. I, you know, I met so many people, uh, you know when I was on the rodeo trail, uh, you know, going out on the town mm-hmm. with friends or whatever, I, I just organically met people. So to say I dated a lot, it, that's not true. I, you know, I dated But you were some, social and you're- I was I, social, and yeah. And he's the fun guy, so he's- Yeah, uh, didn't date anybody seriously. Um, I mean, there was some few months stretches there, but I mean, nothing, nothing, nothing big. Uh, honestly, I wasn't hunting for anything long-term. I was literally just, just having fun.
0: So um, I could probably need to lay this out here also, because I haven't talked about this a lot on the podcast. Um, Starting to talk about it more, but I think that I have talked about the day I ran away, which is also confusing because I think there was three or four of those. Um, But the day I finally left my former for good after six, previous attempts Um, I had already been divorced for almost two years and part of the reason I don't talk about that on the podcast is because you kind of have to know the background of the story and if I throw that out there it gets confusing Um, so I remember being so excited to have the divorce papers in my hand and because I didn't know then what I know now I didn't realize that he didn't really care that I had divorce papers in my hand because almost two years later Nothing had changed except basically we had two houses on the same property. Our practice was still together. All our money was still together. Um, we, I couldn't get a parenting plan signed, so there was no accountability, you know, of who had the kids when. And, and now looking back, obviously, that was very strategic by him to keep me um, kind, of, kind of in his control. So when I, when I met Jeremy, I, mm-hmm. was, I was not married, but I was still 100% mm-hmm. in it.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I'll never forget. I, you know, I, I don't know if Heidi's told this story or not. Um, I haven't, I saved it for you. (laughs) You did. Yeah. (laughs) Heidi is very
0: serious on our podcast. That's why they, they will love to
1: hear. Oh, okay. So we, you know, when we're rodeo, we travel with groups and, uh, this particular summer, me and a group of guys that all rode bucking horses, we were traveling around with some calf ropers and we would be in their living quarters trailer and play cards, watch movies, blah 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 and then we'd just you know roll into the rodeo grounds and you know everybody go their separate ways, do their thing and we go on to the next one. Well, I think we were playing cards or something and we rolled into this we rolled into this little town in northern Illinois and there was this bay window on the side of this trailer and I saw Heidi. She was I think she was gonna back us in or something. And I just saw this gorgeous.
0: This is my favorite story.
1: <laughs> I mean, it was it was really eye-catching. I don't think that I had that reaction in the three years that I was dating, quote unquote, right? And 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 so when I had that reaction, I looked at my buddies and I go. I don't know who that is, but I am gonna marry that one. And they all laughed and they were like, you don't even know who that is. And they knew, I didn't know. And I was like, I don't care who she is. Um, I'm gonna get to know her. And anyway, uh, to make a long story short, um, I wanted her number. And that next weekend I was traveling with a friend of mine who rode saddlebron courses and we were with this other barrel racer that knew Heidi and her daughter and in, in, in that group and I asked her. Hey, could you ask Heidi if I could have her number. And right away I'll never forget this she texted Heidi because we were on our way to uh Oklahoma I think
0: and I, I was sitting I think she called me I was actually sitting in the sun I just got home from work and I was sitting in the sun I was drinking a
1: glass of wine on my patio <laughs> and she called me anyway yeah and so anyway it was a big fat no and I said
0: no way I thought I am I am I am eyeball deep into just chaos there I don't want to be in trouble I don't want to be like the last thing I need is a cowboy
1: well The response that I got was no, not at this time, because you were trying to work it out or something with, uh, with your former. And, and so I'm like, oh, okay. And man, it wasn't a couple days later, I think, um, you were okay with it. So I didn't know any of the background, like I didn't know anything about anything. I just knew that she was she was divorced. I knew that. So, you know, for me, game on. But <laughs> but then, you know, she was like, well, you know, they're 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 trying to work it out or whatever. So I'm like, okay, I respect that. And not to be arrogant at all, but normally I try to read the room as best I can. And and so normally, you know, I didn't get a lot of no's. And so I think what I was okay with, okay, well, she's trying to work it out. You know, that's fine. Well, I, it wouldn't a few days later and you were like, yeah, well, give, I, will give ha- my number. <laughs> I will have
0: to tell you, we were not trying to work it out, but that was at the point where it had been two years and I, I really had no control over anything and it was getting worse and I had just kind of resided to the fact that this is going to be my life until the kids are 18. Um, and you know he kept my schedule very, very full and he kept my time very full. And the house was so close that, you know, if he thought I was dating, I was going to be in trouble. And I had to be at the same office as him at 8:30 every morning seeing patients. So I was just so sick of the turmoil and the fighting that when she first presented it to me, I'm like, yes, yes. Let's invite some more of this into my life. That'd be great. And you know what? I think, I think I actually talked to her again, um, because we had actually seen each other in the Wendy's, but we didn't know. Yeah we didn't realize that that that's that he was the one that had asked me for my number and i think i just thought about it for a while and i thought you know what this even if this is hard what i'm doing is hard anyway so um and he said earlier or he actually he just answered a couple questions on the membership podcast but i i had to learn to be sneaky you know and i hadn't been approached or or asked for my number forever and i think i think I was on the rodeo trail and I thought maybe I would be sneaky. So I'm like, yeah, sure. Give him my number.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, but I never, I, I don't think I did. I text you or call you? No, no,
0: no. You, we were entered at the same place.
1: Yes. That, yes, that was the deal. We were entered at the same place. Um, another, there was another one in just like way Northern Illinois and, um, you rolled in late my event was already done
0: he won by the way
1: i went back and changed and put on my you know freshly starched duds boy i tell you what i was going to lay it on thick because you knew i was going to be there yep yep and um, anyway i remember walking up to you and i just went straight up to you and i held out my hand and i said hi and, and mind you, we were
0: late. I didn't park where the trailers were supposed to be parked. I came flying in. We were unloading the horse. We were throwing the saddle out. I had my hair in a, a messy even that had fallen over to the side. I had a poison t-shirt on that was too tight around my neck. And while I was up, on the way there, I cut it with a knife. And I remember you go, are you Heidi? And I, I go, yeah. And I remember blowing hair out of my eyes. And then you introduced yourself. and. Mm -hmm. And then I had to go get everything ready. But for some reason I could not quit looking at him.
1: Well, I just remember we, you know, you looked at me in my eyes and you had this phenomenal handshake and, and, you know, and then you kind of went on about your business or whatever, because, you know, but then, you know, here I am hanging around and, you know, for those of you who don't understand barrel racers, they got all this stuff they got to do and, I didn't have to haul a horse. They, they, they did. So they're doing their thing. And this friend I was telling you about earlier, um, that sort of made the connection. Um, she was getting real bossy with me, like, you know, go do this and go do that. And, and I was just like, you know, screw you. Like what, who are you? And this woman, true story. She threw a half a bucket of water on me. Oh, at this point I didn't, she was being funny. You remember that? Yeah.
0: But at this point I didn't realize that he had his, his best start shirt on and he was all trying to be like, I didn't, I didn't know. And so when she threw that bucket of water.
1: Oh yeah. I was not a happy camper. And. Cause he
0: was embarrassed,
1: but I didn't even know that part. I was. And of course I wanted to tear into her like nobody's business. And I didn't want to do that in front of you. So I,
0: you went and got a sandwich.
1: I think I said, you know, it was it was great to meet you or something, and I left. You went think, to get
0: the sandwich, I think, up at the concessions. No. Yeah. And then I talked to you up there. No, no, no. Then you were going, see, you, this see, is this is the you, amount of fights we have. This no, you tell the story.
1: I'm well, I'm trying. <laughs> They've heard you enough. I know. <laughs> I just get so excited. I said it was nice to meet you. I'm gonna go to the bar, and I went to my truck to Cause I was wet. I just had a bucket of water chucked on me and I was getting ready to go literally. And I was in, I was in my truck, I was getting ready to go and Heidi came up to the truck and said, where are you going? I said, I'm going to go uptown to the bar. She says, well, why don't you stick around? And I just said, no, I don't think so. And you know, I was still mad and I was still embarrassed and she kept pushing. She was like, I don't understand why you're leaving, why don't you hang out with us? And I just said, to be honest with you, I'm pretty embarrassed and soaked and I just really don't know how to act right now. And she goes, well, I don't normally do this, um, but I really want you to stay. But if you're gonna act like a big baby, I've had enough of that in my life, so stay or don't stay. And I said, okay, I'll stay.
0: (laughs) And 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 then I took his keys. You did. Okay, no you guys have to know i i like kept my head on straight when i was with my former because it was you listeners know exactly what that means i mean you can't look right or look left without getting in trouble so for me to follow him to his truck ask him to stay take his keys i think back on that and
1: i'm like i well, don't to this day you don't know what compelled you to do i have that. no
0: idea and i'm like
1: yeah but you know it was a great night it was um i didn't normally stay for those Things I usually left and went to the next one, but that, that night, um, I think y'all were headed to Canada or something. Yeah, we had to go to Canada, but there was a
0: carnival there. So we,
1: yeah, you guys were headed to Canada. Uh, me and Tommy were headed to a different one and we went to the carny and did like carny stuff, which I never did. But it was just like, hey, you know, seize the moment. Let's let's go to the carney. We
0: Moving down the slide. And, and we that.
1: just did goofy crap.
0: And we went on the Ferris wheel. We which did then for the <laughs> ever on our anniversary every year we try to find a Ferris wheel. I, he's yeah. over it, but I still like to do
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it was a great night. And I think we just we connected so well. Um, you know, I was packing a razor phone at the time, and I think you had one of those little slide-out things with a mm-hmm. keyboard. And it was, it was, it was game on from that point. Yeah.
0: And I'll tell you, we, so I took Mesa on up to Canada and like he said, he was headed south and it was back in the day when there was not international texting or you couldn't talk. I was in Canada for three days. And I had only talked (laughs) to this guy once and it was the longest three days of my life. (laughs) And then when, when I came back across the border, We were at another rodeo, but um, my cell phone bill was very, very checked. Mm -hmm. And so for me to be able to talk to him, I borrowed somebody's phone and we talked a whole entire night.
1: We did. No, it was game on from that point.
0: Um, Yeah, it wasn't even like, we were like, well, should we date? Well, should we? It was just like, oh, yeah, now we're this. Yeah. Um, The confusing part is, is he lived by St. Louis. I lived in Iowa. I still owned half that practice. My house was still up there. So I was still completely, tied there. That's kind of where I try to avoid this part of the story because it's, it's back and forth and back and forth, but we did long distance for a year Yeah. Um, there was a lot of chaos. There was a lot of drama. There was a lot of,
1: it got, I can't remember when you actually introduced me to the chaos or was able to explain the chaos. You know, I don't remember how those combos went. I don't think it was right out of the shoot, gate, but there was definitely, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm, you know, Hey, you know, I'm divorced, but I want you to know I'm, I'm, I'm kind of still under the gun here. And she did to her credit, she did pretty early, let me know that there is significant drama there. So kind of enter at your own yeah. risk and, and actually, and I was like, I'm a big boy. Yep. You know, I thought I was a tough guy. Yep. I'm like, so what? Yeah. You know?
0: Um, So we got back from Canada. Um, My former then switched and and I stayed at the clinic for a week and my former left for Oklahoma with the girls. And we talked every night on the phone. And one of the nights he was trying to check up where I was and I didn't answer. Mm -hmm. And the next morning, I somehow got the guts. I'd only talked, I'd only been with Jeremy one night and talked to him on the phone for a week. And I got the guts to tell my former I met someone. And that was very, very scary for me um things got uh, you know crazy crazy um over 200 texts to my cell phone i had to close the office because calling 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 but i have said this to several clients and i don't know that i've ever revealed who said this but i will never forget um i left six times i had wanted to be out of that relationship since the day i went on the first date and it was just such a slow drip and pretty soon i was stuck and this man said to me well you have two options. You can stay there and keep doing what you've been doing for 14 years, or you can drive to St. Louis and we'll figure it out. And I I remember thinking, I am not doing this one more day. And I don't know what, I have no idea. You know, my mom and dad helped me leave once, my friends moved me out, everybody wanted me to leave. And and this guy, after knowing him a week, says that. And and we cert- I certainly didn't know I was in love with you at that point, but there was something in him that was like calm and it just made me believe that there might be something better, even if it wasn't him. There would be something better out there, and I hopped in the truck and headed to St. Louis. Scariest day of my life. I I don't I don't even know how I drove. I was. Oh so well, it was,
1: it was it was it intro to the uh, gates of hell. Yes. Um, and you know, and here's what I thought. I thought, you know what? I don't know anything about this chick either. I just know I'm digging her, and. You know, it was the conversations we had. Obviously, of course, I knew what you looked like. So, I mean, it was it was a package deal. I mean, for those of you out there that don't know what it's like to have phenomenal conversations with someone, like endless. I don't know what we talked about. But and it he was didn't endless. even like talking on the phone. Anyway. I no, I didn't. I, I actually hated it, but I, I, definitely liked it with you, and in so many ways. You know, you you get to hear the personality side of things, and and uh, you know, hey, let's give it a go because I wasn't scared of anything, and I thought, you know what, worst case scenario, maybe I help this woman get out of this hell, whether it works between her or not. Maybe that's a good deed for Jer, and in the meantime, who knows? Because it was it was so fast.
0: It was so fast, but I I always think back of. You know, I had been in relationships, I'd been in that marriage, you'd been in a relationship, you'd been dating. It was just really strange to me how we both just kind of latched onto each other, not knowing okay. really anything. Um, and I'll tell you, I've never just handed trust over to somebody. Now we know trust is earned, but for some reason it I was so calm, mm-hmm. you know, around you. But you know the next couple of years because I I needed to get out of the practice and I needed to you know try to get some stuff cleared up. We were we were long distance for a year and that was that was stressful too because every time I left here, he knew I had to go back and work work with him every day and there was a lot of yucky stuff.
1: Yeah, there was. That had happened
0: stuff that that I mean you were fearful for my safety big time quite a few oh, times. Yeah. The
1: hardest part after that, the hardest part was you going back and it's like, what did I just do? Like, is there something up there worth, I don't know, at the time, I mean, you know, it was so nuts. It was like, did I just, did I just send this woman to her funeral? Yeah. You know, I. but I knew you had tons of affairs you needed to deal with up there. And at some point it it was gonna have to happen. And that was tough, oh, that was tough. Yeah, and you know
0: what, I think, now I probably would have loved it if you would have come up there and helped me, um, and I don't know that you did this intentionally because obviously you had to work, but I had to, I had to do it myself. Yeah, like it was hard. I would have loved you to help, but it was I had to do it because I had tried to do it six times for other people who wanted me to leave, yeah. you know, and it had to be me. And and I will tell you, um, we talk about how abuse escalates, and during that last year, because I was standing up for myself and and. I wasn't saying, no, I'm not going to, you know, I was saying, no, I'm not going to break up with Jeremy. And yes, I'm driving to St. Louis this weekend. And, um, there was definitely times that I feared for my life in that last year, you you know? Um, but I don't know. I don't know. Everything happened like it was supposed to. And what I'd been through made me, you know, I would be really, really bad at my job that I have right now. Um, But it was, it was strange with you though. It's almost like you didn't really know that much about it. You'd never seen that type of stuff. You're you're, growing up was not like that. And it was just, um, so for you to just, and I don't know that you knew what to say and knew what to do and knew where to support. But for me, it always felt like the exactly the right thing. Um, And to this day, you know, when I'm stressed out you'll really put it in perspective of yes, but is it, you know,
1: yeah, but, you you know, even though you knew you had to do it on your own, because I couldn't be up there to bodyguard or, you know, I mean, that just would have elevated things mm-hmm. to a whole new level. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure if I did do that, somebody would have died. Yeah. I'm almost positive mm-hmm. of that. So that part of it worked out. But I think you did know that I had your back 100%. And, you know, man, you, you could write a book. These listeners, I mean, I, I know folks have been through stuff and I know everybody thinks that nobody has ever been through this before. When you're in a crazy, crazy relationship like that, there's there's definitely a, a lot of folks out there that have this, but we could write a book on that first year if we could drum those memories up that I personally would absolutely love to forget. And I think I have forgotten a lot. It, it, you know, maybe you could trigger some thought that it would be like, oh I remember that craziness. But um I just I just choose to forget that negative I, crap. I oh, chose terrible.
0: Yeah, I chose to forget it until now I want to write my book. <laughs> and I'm like <laughs> But you know, Shiloh and I were talking the other day and things up there were so ludicrous that because we understand it and we understand that personality Sadly, it's almost comical now because we look at it and go, how did we miss that? And how were we so controlled that we stayed there for so long?
1: Yeah.